Welcome to church. This week, Pastor Doug is continuing our series, The Characters of Christmas. He will be speaking on how God uses Joseph's steadiness and faithfulness in an incredible way, and therefore, he can use us too. If you're new here, we would love to get you connected with our community. You can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or by simply texting hello to 587-323-1199, and we will respond right back. I hope you enjoy the service. Can you imagine when the angel came to Mary saying that the virgin would give birth to the Son of God? Can you picture when the Magi saw a star and likely believers who were compelled to follow the star to meet the Saviour King? Can you remember a group of poor shepherd boys, startled awake by an army of angels, joined in a chorus to announce the birth of the Son of David. Can you believe that his plan all along was to save the world through his Son? Can you see God is not done yet? The miracle of Christmas continues all around us. Wow, well, we've already had a very powerful morning this morning. I think if we prayed and everybody left, we'd all feel that it was still an amazing morning. But our helpers in children's ministry probably wouldn't be too happy if we let out this early. So um, I'm Pastor Doug, and welcome to church. And you know what? This is church. This is what we do. This is church. It's not a building. It's a family. It's a community of people believing together and trusting God. So uh, if it's your first time here, we're excited to have you, or first time watching online, uh, some familiar faces that haven't been here in a while, it's good to see them and, and stuff. So we're so happy to have you here as part of our community. We hope you feel welcome as well. And um, today we're continuing our Christmas mini-series entitled The Characters of Christmas. The unlikely but remarkable people God uses. The characters of Christmas, the unlikely but remarkable people God uses. And so far we looked at Mary, uh, faith for the impossible, and we saw how God took this, this ordinary young girl, 14, 15 years old, and how God gave her the faith for the impossible to, to see a miracle happen. And how much more can we believe for God's miracles in our lives as well, the impossible in our lives. And last week, Pastor Bev and Mandy shared on the shepherds, the unexpected participants. And I mean, these guys were literally the misfits of society. I mean, they were just, they were considered scoundrels and and stuff. And, And yet God picked them to announce the Messiah's birth. And we learned that Jesus came to earth because of his love for all people, especially on the, the unlikely. And so how much more are we to, in humility and humbly, love and care for other people as well? So this morning we'll be looking at Joseph, silent but steady. Silent but steady. And when you think of the Christmas story, I mean, we usually think of 
Mary, we think of the angels and, and the wise men, and we think of that, that villain Herod and, and the shepherds and so on. But you know what? Joseph is often just there, just standing in the background, nothing really exciting, nothing really flashy, no dramatic journey. He's just there. You know what? He doesn't even have any lines. He doesn't even have a speaking part in the Christmas story. And it just so happens a few years back, there was a church Christmas pageant, and and the mother of the little boy who had been picked to play Joseph, she was very anxious because it was Saturday night, the day before the play, and her son had developed a terrible cold and was coughing and sneezing. So she called her her son's Sunday school teacher, and said, I'm so sorry, I feel horrible that the Christmas production cannot go on without my son because he is sick. And the wise Sunday school teacher thought, she thought, well, it's not Mary, and it's not a shepherd, and it's not an angel or a wise man, and it's too late to find another Joseph, so we'll just have to write him out of the script. But since he doesn't have any lines, we're okay. So although Joseph is often overlooked in the Christmas story, and before we write him out of it, I want you to know that this unlikely character of Christmas turned out to be one of the most steady and one of the most remarkable and reliable individuals. God really could have chosen any man on earth to be the earthly father for Jesus. You see, his True father was his one in heaven, but his earthly father would be the one who raised him, who taught him right right from wrong, who provided for him, who showed him how to use a hammer, who took him fishing. That was Joseph, and God specifically chose him for a reason. So let's begin reading in the book of Luke this morning. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So we have two main characters here. We have a man named Joseph, and we have a a younger character, a woman named Mary, who was probably, like I said, about 14, 15 years old. And that kind of seems creepy to us today, but that was the tradition back then. And she was a virgin. And if you would like more information on Mary, a couple of weeks ago we, we covered her. You could catch that online. But as we move forward, it's really important that we understand the Jewish betrothal or the Jewish engagement process. So there are basically two important steps to it. For Number one was the espousal phase. So these were two steps that took place before they were married, before they consummated their relationship. And the espousal phase is where your mom and dad would sit down, lucky you, and they would meet with another set of parents, usually someone from your small town or your small community, and they would say things like, Mary and Joe, they really seem to get along well together, or wouldn't they make a wonderful couple someday? And lucky you, the parents agreed together, and by the time you were just still just a child, you already had a spouse picked out for you. And then the next phase was the betrothal phase. So this is the next stage in commitment where about a year before the couple um, got married, 
they entered uh, this phase, this stage. And so during that time, they would continue to live at home, or they might even live with a, a close relative. And this phase was so serious, so serious, that if one of them broke off this phase, it would be considered a divorce. And it was also a testing time for the couple's purity as um, they walked through this phase. But since they were separated, it it was really uh, a much easier uh, process. And so as our story continues, we find that the betrothal uh, has taken place. The engagement has been made official. There have been gifts and, and uh, given to friends and relatives, and they all generally know that Joseph and Mary are engaged, and they sent out the save-the-date notices and the emails and stuff, and, and in a year or so, they would be married. However, in the meantime, an angel appears, and boy, does he throw a wrench into this whole process. I mean, this angel causes all kinds of issues and makes it far more complicated. So the angel says to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Mary never questioned that it will happen. She had faith that it would happen. Her only concern is, okay, how's it going to happen? I mean, how's this going to happen? God, my mom, she told me, you know, about the facts of life. And so Mary asked, said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So this was very, very important information for Mary to know. But the only problem is, Mary was the only one who knew this information. Her parents didn't know. Joseph didn't know. And guess what? That left Mary to be the one to tell Joseph. And you know how some movies occasionally have a, an alternate ending where the characters make a, a different choice or, or there's a, a different result that, that happens and the movie would actually end like this and not like that? Well, when it comes to the story of Joseph, don't you think that God maybe could have choos- chosen an alternate ending and easier outcome? Don't you think he could have saved Joseph a lot of heartache and a lot of frustration and a lot of confusion by having the angel tell Joseph about the baby too, instead of him having to learn it from Mary? I think it would have solved so many problems for Joseph. And don't you ever feel in your life that if only God had done things this way or chose that way, If only he had chosen an alternate ending, an easier way for us. He could have saved us a lot of confusion and frustration and heartache and pain. I certainly do, but then I wonder and I think about it and I look back and I see and realize that God always knows what, God always knows why, 
and what he's doing, and he always knows when the timing is perfect. So God was doing something to prove that he'd chosen Joseph for a reason. He was testing Joseph's character. He was intentionally, intentionally showing us how Joseph was one of the most honorable men in the Bible and how he was worthy of this important mission. Matthew 1.18 says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together... So we're all adults here this morning. We, we know what that means, right? Before they came together, right? Okay. Before they um, came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And of course, Joseph found out. And Joseph suddenly and shockingly found himself in an impossible situation. He was betrothed to Mary, Remember, this was just like marriage. And she announced she was pregnant before their marriage, before they'd had sex, while she was still a virgin. And she'd gone away, not pregnant, for three months to visit her close relatives, to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and she comes back pregnant. Okay, so can we be real this morning? Can we be real? Men... Listen carefully, okay? Put yourself in that position. Your fiancé or your wife goes away on a trip to visit her family. And she's 100% not pregnant when she leaves. But when she comes back and she's trembling and she's shaking and she says, we need to talk. I don't know about the rest of you men, but when I hear those four words under normal conditions, those are scary enough words. But there was so much more on the line, so much more at stake here. And so Mary or your wife stumbles through the story and tries to explain in a bizarre sounding story about an angel And your imagination as a husband, your imagination and your brain are going a thousand miles an hour and you're trying to comprehend this and you think you're going to be sick and the anger and the the sense of betrayal rush up within you and you get angry and overwhelmed. How could she? How dare she? And ladies, imagine you're married. And you have to tell your fiance, you have to tell your husband. Can you imagine how scared you would be? You'd be shaking and stuttering as you tried to explain this impossible situation. Can you picture how every cell in your body would be fearing and dreading the harsh, re- harsh rejection that is likely to take place? How angry is he going to be? How upset? What is going to happen? And in Mary's case, according to Jewish law, she could have been stoned for infidelity, for adultery. Would he kill her? She didn't know what was going to happen. It took all of her faith and all of her strength in the middle of this unimaginably difficult position 
to hold on to what the angel had told her. And Joseph, he had a huge decision to make, a huge choice. Look at how Joseph responds. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. He was righteous and he was just, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Why did God choose Joseph and why does God choose us? Number one, because of character and compassion. So you had Joseph's character on one side and his compassion on the other side. And somebody asked, why didn't you just, why don't you just marry her? Because he, if he did, he would have been approving of the situation that she found herself in. Her assumed adultery, her supposed sin. He couldn't just act like nothing had happened and therefore marry her. It would have been a huge compromise to his character. But he was also compassionate to tell everyone to expose what he thought was her sin meant she could have been stoned according to the Jewish law. Instead, he is thinking of quietly divorcing her, therefore protecting her reputation and not subjecting her to, to shame and ridicule. What a powerful model that is for us. I think about my life as a husband and a father, and there were a couple times much earlier in my marriage where I'd been upset with my wife and I was too cowardly and didn't have the courage to properly talk to her. And so all of a sudden we find ourselves in a group setting and I felt this false sense of courage and I cowardly blurted out how I felt she had wronged me. There was an awkward silence in the room and the subject got changed, but the betrayal and the humiliation and the embarrassment I had caused my wife in a public setting were devastating and extremely hurtful. Or as a father, when I saw my children at times in their younger adult years making bad choices, making wrong choices, I would often react strongly and not in love and not in grace. But what a lesson Joseph is for us. Through Christ's love, we can choose to cover one another's faults and failures rather than dragging them out in front of everybody else, rather than telling other people about them. First Peter 4 says, Above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. It forgives and disregards the offenses of others. Jesus was always an amazing blend of love and grace and truth. But he always led with love and grace. And so should we. So Joseph had decided that love and mercy and compassion would be the direction he would go in. And while he's still heartbroken, he lies in bed and he tosses and turns and finally, finally, finally he falls asleep. But what a difference that night would make. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, 
Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Why did God choose Joseph and why does God choose us? Number two, because of faith and obedience. You know what? Here's the interesting thing about this. We don't have one single recorded line from the lips of Joseph in the entire record of the Bible, not one. He didn't say yes, he didn't say no, he didn't say anything. We don't know what he said, we don't know what he spoke. What we have, we have no record. But on the other hand, we know that God spoke to Joseph four times, four times through dreams. The first time he spoke to him that we just read about was telling him that Mary was innocent that Mary was innocent, this child was from God, and it's all right to take Mary as his wife. And then the next three involved Herod and fleeing to Egypt because Herod was going to try and kill Jesus, and then telling him it was safe to come home because Herod was dead, and finally telling him not to go to Bethlehem, but to go to Nazareth. And so... Every time God spoke to him, he obeyed. It was always a choice that he had to make. Today, because the Holy Spirit's been poured out on this earth and lives in us, us, we, we don't usually have angels speak directly to us. Many people still have significant dreams, though, and, and how God speaks to us isn't what matters. It's whether we obey him when he does. Many of you have felt over time, different times, God speaking to you through messages, through reading God's word or prayer, or maybe even someone else, a friend or a, or a spouse or a song. Or, and did you respond? Did you obey? Joseph must have had doubts about the angel. He must have had doubts about his dream, wondering if it really was God speaking to him. But by faith, he chose to believe and to obey. Hebrews tells us that without faith, without trust, without believing God, no matter what the circumstances look like, it is impossible to please God. My wife and I have had many stories of stepping out in faith when we felt we heard from God, believing we heard from Him. Did we make some mistakes? Of course we did. But we also saw God move faithfully and miraculously the other times. What do you feel that God has said to you today that you haven't obeyed? Maybe it's because of fear Maybe it's because of doubt. Today is the day for you to step out in faith and obey God. The worship team can go ahead and come on back up. 
So why did God choose Joseph and why does God choose us? The third reason is he needs and uses us to fulfill his plan. Do you know that God needs each and every one of you to fulfill his plan and he uses each and every one of you to fulfill his plan? Verse 22 says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew 1, 1 through 16 shows us the genealogy from all the way from um, Abraham all the way through Joseph to Jesus. And number one, verse one says, this is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then it goes down the list. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and so on and so on and so on. And it ends up in verse 15 where it says, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus who's called the Messiah. God needed Joseph to fulfill his plan to have Jesus from the line of David on the throne. So you might be thinking this morning that, you know what? God is God. God doesn't need me. I'm just a nobody. Why would God ever use me? You know what? God isn't looking for perfection this morning. And I tell you what, if he was... I wouldn't be standing here. Maybe my wife, because she's pretty close to it, but she's watching online. Don't tell her, but even she has some faults too, okay? Um, Don't tell her, I told you. But God is looking for men and women like Joseph who will help bring his Christmas message of love and joy and peace to this world around us. He's looking for men and women who don't need to be eloquent of words or be great Bible scholars or flashy presenters, but he's looking for people who will be humble followers of Christ, who will have conviction and courage to demonstrate his love and mercy to the broken and the hurting, who will have faith to trust God no matter what the circumstances look like, and will obediently respond to God's voice. And number three, who realize they are needed by God, no matter what their imperfections, and are willing to be used by him to bring his kingdom to this earth. If you agree, please stand with me this morning. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes and I want you to listen real carefully. You may be in one of these three places this morning. You might be here or watching online and you feel there's no way that God could use you because you feel plain, you feel ordinary. I've got, you, I've got news for you this morning. God has used the most unlikely characters throughout history and he can use you, he can use me. Number two, or maybe you felt like you've mistered or blown it and it's too late. With God, it's never too late. He's always willing to give us a clean slate. He's always willing to give us a fresh start. 
Finally, you may have never invited God to be part of your life and to be part of your world. And more importantly, to help you with all of life's craziness and complications and heartaches. God's here. He's waiting to help you. Waiting to help you sort out all the messy details of life. So I want to pray for those who feel they're in one of these three categories this morning. Father, we pray for those who say, there's no way God can use me. I'm nothing special. I've got nothing to give. But God, you've put in each person here, you've put inside them gifts and callings and abilities. And God, may they realize this morning that God, as simple as some of our gifts are, God, they are significant, remarkable gifts for your kingdom. And Father, encourage them that they have a part to play in your body, in your story, God. And just bless them, encourage them. And Father, for those who feel that, man, I've blown it. God can't use me anymore. I've messed up too many times. God, you're the God of a fresh start. You're the God of new beginnings. And I thank you for, for a new beginning, a clean slate for those people this day. And finally, if you're in category three and you don't know what it's like to be a Christ follower, all it takes is a simple prayer. And I'm just going to pray it and you can just quietly repeat after me if this applies to you. Jesus, thank you for coming into my world. Thank you for dying for me. I'm sorry for my sins and failures. I invite you into my life. I need your miracle for my impossible situation. Amen. And if you've never prayed before, if that was the first time you prayed, or you just you want someone to talk to, or you have questions, you can text us through your phone on the number on the screen. You can come talk with us or pray with us after the service. Um, and we're, we're so thrilled to have you here today. And I hope you're encouraged by the story of Joseph today. And we're going to close in worship this morning. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you need anything, do not hesitate to contact us. You can find more information on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We'll see you again soon.